0: Y'all ready to be history? Get started. Welcome. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Hello, everyone
2: audio suite. These guys are professional, they're motivated. Thanks to Tribooth, the best vocal booth for home or on the road voice recording, and Austrian Audio, making passion heard. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robert Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech, tech to the VO stars. George the Tech Whittam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters, voiceover talent and home studio guy. Line up, lady. Here we go. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to TriBooth. Don't forget the code TRIPAP200. That'll get you $200 off your TriBooth. Also, Austrian Audio, making passion heard. And of course, Sentrance and the Pro Audio Suite with our new interface called. The passport video. Speaking of which, the on, before passport we Leo go does on, have...
0: before we go on, we should get, we should let the cat out of the bag that Robert's actually sitting at the chef's table at his local five-star restaurant, recording this, because there's a, <laughs> a, a
2: kitchens going on in the background. <laughs> I think he's got a bit of slave labour going. Would you, on. you like me to
3: turn the fan on? I, I mean, it would be safer if we had the fan on in case there's a grease. <laughs> Can I just say,
0: I am not cleaning this one up, so I apologise for Robert's audio in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Well, while, uh, we're, while yes. we're while we're
1: doing the opening show tag, don't forget or the plugs that we also have George the Tech slash. TPAS for the yes. landing page where we will it. have specials for you guys to mm-hmm. check out.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You see, if, if I if I had the uh, the road app for the mic, I could turn the gate on. But I I'm not sure I've downloaded the road app for this thing. So don't,
2: don't worry about it. We'll Sorry. be with it. As I was saying, <laughs> um, the <laughs> the passport VO does have one feature which was uh, part of the whole deal of this, which is mix minus. But if you're like me. You have no idea what mix... boy I kind of do know what mix minus is. Well, you can't
3: add, so how could you possibly subtract? (laughs) That's right,
2: exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But we do have a guest who was on last week, uh, Mimo, who we uh, made a demo for. He did actually have a question. The question is about mix minus. What is your question, Mimo? Well, actually,
4: I I don't know about the minus or the mix, but I just need something to show the client what I've just recorded. And it's always a problem for me. So any uh, guidance or help will be greatly appreciated. This entrance passport
3: via.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, well yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> When it arrives. That's why he got his free <laughs> demo, because he ordered one. So there you go. His problem will soon be solved. But in the meantime,
1: what's he do? Tell us again, Memo, what are you, uh, what are you recording on? What's your hardware? Okay, I'm, I, I'm recording
4: on a 416 that goes to an Apollo solo, and then I record to Pro Tools. Okay. And it's always been a problem. I'm, I mean, sometimes I do the putting the headphones on near yeah. the mic so they can yeah. hear, and, and that's what yeah. I've been doing. But of course, I know there's a better way to do it, it's just that I don't well, know I mean, about it.
1: We've got it. two unique perspectives here. I mean, you have two ways, you have two primary ways because you have two different ways to route audio. You have the hardware console, which is the Apollo, and you have the software console, which is Pro Tools. So, um, and I know Robert knows the Pro Tools side very intimately and Mm -hmm. knows the Apollo pretty well too. And I know the Apollo side very intimately, so we could probably answer this from two different directions. I'll be happy to hear about them. Well,
3: let's, let's, let's first discuss the general the concept, concept, which is, yes. what is what is the minus in a mix minus? And the minus in a mix minus is your clients. You are sending them a mix of everything you want them to hear. Minus your clients, so that they don't hear themselves, selves, back, back, at themselves, selves. And it's <laughs> a way of preventing an echo, yeah, essentially.
0: Yeah. Or yeah, feedback. Yeah. feedback.
4: Feedback. Feedback. And that I understand. Mm.
3: So there's a couple ways to do it. You can do it within a mixing console. Um, or the way the Passport VO does it is actually just by presenting two separate audio interfaces. So one is for your recording and the other one is for your clients. So the recording interface plays back to the clients and the output of the client interface never goes back to the clients. So that's, that's one approach, which is the passport VO, which is sort of has a number of advantages and it's very simple. Um, But two, two interfaces, one for recording, one for playback, patch the output of the recording one into the playback and, uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. One for recording, and the other one to connect with your clients. And you patch the output of the recording interface, or it, the Passport Vo does this for you automatically. Um, goes into the clients' side interface, so they hear playback from the recorder.
4: But George, but how do you how do you connect it? I mean, I connect my mic to the Passport, but then do I have to connect an extra XLR or? No, or? it's just all
3: inside. So basically, the The microphone goes into the uh, recording interface and it also goes into the client interface. So they hear you when you're recording because it goes into the client interface and your recorder hears it because it's going into the recording interface. And then the Passport passes the output of the recording also into the client interface so that they can hear playback from
4: your recorder. So if I'm in Pro Tools, if I play what
1: I recorded, they will hear it? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends right. on what the thing that they are using is. So is this scenario for you mostly coming up when you're doing a phone patch type thing, like a Zoom or, a, or some kind of online meeting? A SourceConnect, uh, mostly. So there are scenarios where you are on a Source Connect session as the actor, the talent, and mm-hmm. you have to place something back. Is this coming up for you often? Yes. Uh, Not that often, but once in a while. That's fascinating. And and when when it it happens, is
3: is there there an engineer on the line, or are they asking you to record everything, and then after the fact, they say, send us all the files?
4: Yeah, no, there's not an engineer. I mean, usually when you are connected to another studio, they will be recording on their side, and they will be the ones playing back. But when you are by yourself, that's when things get complicated, and and you tell them that you are recording, but then suddenly they don't remember how the Mm -hmm. Take, uh, if it was good or not, so they ask you to play it back.
1: But if you're doing this on Source Connect, who is the other person you're connecting to? Yeah, that's my to? question too. Yeah,
4: I'm sorry. No, that will be a okay, phone patch. Okay. Yes, yeah. if, if it's yes, if it's only the client, it will be a
1: phone patch. Yes, I just I, it, it rubs me the wrong way, and I think a lot of us feel this way, engineers. That yes, that that it would be expected of an actor to essentially engineer themselves while running a source connect session to another studio the whole cuz it's
3: kind of against the point of a source connect exactly exactly the whole point yeah. is you exactly. want a
1: studio engineer yeah. at the other end to do that so that out of the way so yeah so you might be so when you're doing a phone patch which we use sort of like as a way of describing anytime you're connected to a, cl- a client you know on a we should call it a consumer a consumer patch. Batch. Okay. <laughs> yes.
2: So, that's, that's right, so yeah. for that phone mm-hmm. patch,
1: what are you typically using on on your end, Memo? Are you are you using actually a phone or are you using a f- other software? Cup and stream.
4: Sometimes I use a phone, my iPhone, and just connect uh, that uh, uh, thing. Not not the wireless ones, but the ones that you connect to the phone. Yeah, the headphones, the white cable ones. Yes, uh, I use that, and I think
1: sometimes one time I use Zoom. Yeah. Zoom and they were hearing me through Zoom. Well the two yes. the two would certainly be done differently. So this is what's interesting. So when you're dealing with the uh the uh passport, what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to plug your iPhone into one of the two USB ports. So your phone is now <sighs> patched directly All to right. the passport and you know, the other port will go this- to your Mac. For Pro Tools, this is
3: the beauty of the Passport. Is it has two separate USB interfaces, like separate plugs, so you can literally use two separate devices, or you can use sort of two devices on the same computer, and it will still effectively
1: do the same thing. Yeah. So you'll you'll really like that. But in the meantime, (laughs) whoa! In the meantime, (laughs) so the problem for you really is having um, it's the challenge these days, of course, is that there are so many ways that that clients will choose to connect to a talent. In some cases, talent chooses how to connect to the client. So it's sometimes you don't know. But if you could decide, Memo, what would your first choice be? Using your iPhone? Yes, that's that the yeah. simplest one, yeah. so yes. So it's tough to do an iPhone Mix Minus without additional additional equipment, of course, right? But um, And the Apollo Solo's biggest weakness is that it doesn't have... Um, it doesn't have auxiliary sends or outputs, so you can't create a separate special mix that sends audio from the Apollo Solo directly into your the, 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 the Apollo Solo or the Arrow. They're the same now. They're actually the, essentially identical. They just renamed the Arrow and called it the Solo. <laughs> They're the same thing now. Um, but uh, yeah, it doesn't have line outputs. So if you're on the if you were on the Apollo Twin. That has a separate line output, and that would allow you to send audio from the twin through a series of adapters, (laughs) special adapters, and you'd be able to feed that into your phone and receive that back into the Apollo. That you would be able to do. I have a twin that I don't use anymore because I travel with
4: a solo it's right. simpler uh, but if you're telling me that I need several adapters to make that work then <laughs> I'll wait for the passport yeah, you,
3: Well well can can't you do it can't you do the same thing where you make the aux the internal aux the microphone input and therefore you can um, aux over like uh, that that trick that you use in the uh, If you're not using the phone yeah, if you he, if he's not trying to Oh, 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 right, right. If 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 you're on Zoom, if you're inside Zoom the same computer Yeah, if if some other If you're on the phone, phone yeah. Phone. If you're on the phone, you have a spaghetti right. of cables right, to deal right. with. Yeah. yeah, there
1: there There's are no adap- adapters that will plug lightning into the iPhone and then from the lightning headset adapter, which is like an $8 adapter, right? Just a little mm-hmm. white dongle, little tail that plugs in and then that gives you back yeah, the it. headset jack that Steve Jobs took away. <laughs> was it steve <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm blaming steve no he's dead I think. Yeah, himself. yeah. Um, but him, no. <laughs> when the headset jack went away we lost that so they have an eight dollar adapter that does that then once you have a headphone output input jack you can now split that out and connect it to your other stuff you know your mixer or whatever and for that there's a thing called the iRig made by ik multimedia it's a little box that just gives you the
4: i have it yeah, as well yes so you can
1: make that work too right um but the apollo solo it is lacking that dedicated line out for that purpose the twin could do that and i have rigged that up for quite a few people that want to use their their phone their actual iphone for that mm-hmm. function but but it's still not as elegant as the passport it's not as elegant no. definitely but you know i'm just thinking what could he do in the meantime because he's got a little ways to wait for the uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a bit like me—ugly but effective. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> now
4: that now that you mentioned the passport, where would I have it? I mean, inside the booth
1: or outside the booth, or wh- what? Uh, I, how, how, how long are your USB cables? Would be the answer. Actually, I mean, the answer is where do you want the user interface? Like, if you want to be able yeah. to mute microphone, control headphone levels, mic control, mic gain, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, you definitely want it in the booth. Like that's where it's going and to be. And then
4: I just need a, a big cable that connects the passport to my computer.
1: You will need a mm-hmm. USB. Well you need two extender. cables.
3: You need two cables. One goes from the passport uh, uh, record side to your computer, and the other one goes from the passport client side to your phone. Oh,
1: this is okay. A, I'm glad you're bring this up, Memo. Because yeah. this is something we're gonna have to consider and have a really solid solution for our users, right? So let's say this is your situation, your computer's not in the booth, but you want to have the mm. passport in the booth and you're going to have to have that yes. connected. We will definitely have to have or a way to get the right kind of USB connection to extend that from inside to outside. And that is, sounds straightforward, but we still need to make sure we get the right cables and test it. You know, yeah, because yes. USB does not typically like being extended. Not very long. I mean, there, there are extenders that are active, so they will extend distances without any issues, but you still do mm-hmm. have to test them out. I've run into so many scenarios where some some things work and other things don't. So this is a good point. We will make sure that that is part of uh, you know our recommendations. And,
4: and just so you know, for example, my my microphone cables they are twenty feet long because I I like to hide them, so they go uh, from outside the booth through the lower part of the wall so so you don't see them but if I have a cable go from outside the whisper room to the computer it will be something about I don't know maybe six feet mm-hmm. long uh, yeah but it will it six will cross foot, a six apart foot, yeah a six foot USB wouldn't be too yeah. bad
1: they're, mm. they're, they're, I have run yeah. USB some long distances using various I've, I've done methods. like 20
3: yeah actually yeah like the active ones really help a mm. lot because, because even like the passive ones will work, and then they will choose the worst time to decide to reset or <laughs> yes. flash out,
1: and and yeah. You know. So yeah, this is a great. This no, this is a good point because that all has to be considered. So for your setup right now, um, the way you are working with the and, and in your case is the Apollo Solo. I'm sounding. It sounds to me like the Apollo Solo in your situation is is outside the booth, right? He, yes, Actually, yes. he has one other option because he's
3: got an iPhone. And if he does his phone call through FaceTime. I don't recommend it. Then
1: <laughs> it works. It works. But would, what would, happens is the Apple wants to m- turn down the levels of the output oh, yes, of the yes, other things on your Mac.
0: everything else. You see, here's the thing, Robert. Re- recording a podcast from your kitchen also works, but it's not ideal. <laughs> yes i have proved this yeah, for sure you didn't know this is a cooking show Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs>
1: i'll take mine medium mate
2: um yeah. yeah
1: yeah so this is yeah this is a very good point so we'll have to have a way to make that easy for you but um for those that want to use a real actual honest to goodness phone um having that interface is going to be the key is being able to connect that so that is something that makes the Passport very unique, is that ability to do so. It's it's one of
3: what? Like, probably like less than five interfaces in the world that has a dual interface. Yeah, this,
1: this, this is a thing that's starting to happen. There's I'm, I'm sitting here next to my Rodecaster Pro 2, and it does have two USB uh, ports. So it can connect to two separate systems simultaneously. Um, it's a much, much bigger, much more complicated piece of equipment, right? But it has that capability. Um, but yeah, the passport does it internally. Now, if you're going to use the Apollo solo, you could do it, but you could not use the iPhone for phone calling. So you'd have to use another method, whether that be Google Hangouts or uh, having the client call you on Zoom and then Zoom can receive a phone call through a landline call. There's a lot of other kind of workarounds which which at that point, why bother with the phone call part of it unless they that's all they have? Is so the phone. many clients. Like to just be on the friggin' phone. Why is that? Yeah, it's
3: like yeah. the warm, comfy blanket that you've had since you were four years old, and you still like it, and you just carry it with you everywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. Helps you go to sleep. Here's one I'll throw at you that I did the other day for an unnamed agency client. It was a it was a a, a bunch of TVCs, and I had I had one talent in Brisbane, had one talent here. I had creatives here in Sydney as well. and then I also had the client sitting in the airport on his phone on a on a phone oh, call. So yeah. I, <laughs> I had shit going everywhere. Uh, and if you mm-hmm. want to talk about mixed minus nightmares, there you go. there's a classic one. But
3: well, when you when you have this situation, when you have clients this so everyone knows when you have like, one client on the phone, the other client on whatever Zoom, another person on Source Connect, each separate connection method involved needs its own separate mix minus. Uh-huh. That's right. So, so Robo was managing two or three simultaneous mix minus. Can I just Whoa. say
0: thank you, Nexus? <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> so this leads yeah. To
0: which 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 is actually the other way you
3: could accomplish this because you've got Pro Tools. You could you could build the whole mix minus in Pro Tools using something like Nexus to get out of Pro Tools and into your your other apps, and then um, that'd be the third. In which option, case you
1: could actually use FaceTime to make that phone call because then you could make Source Nexus have a special driver just for your Mac right. system, which is what FaceTime would use.
3: Right, and I wouldn't put echo cancellation all over your right. main connection. Right. Yeah. So,
4: so I keep hearing, I I get the emails about the Nexus, and uh, I I really don't understand what it is.
3: So, so Nexus originally started out more as a um, an engineer's tool, and and basically what the solution or the thing that it solved was that um, engineers had pro tools, and they needed, and their clients needed to be on whatever other app. Uh, it was, you know like, you know, Zoom and Meet or whatever, or even Skype. And especially with Pro Tools, when, when, um, when, when you're dealing with the Pro Tools audio interfaces, the, like the, the higher-end ones, once Pro Tools launches and uses that interface, no other application can use that audio <coughs> interface. It's completely exclusive to Pro Tools. So how do you get audio in and out of Skype while using Pro Tools? at the same time and so nexus was essentially like a a way to get sideways in and out of pro tools with another audio interface Um, and the other trick that nexus did is it lets you let you create what's called virtual audio interfaces so you could have one for skype one for zoom I, i i did this in the pandemic i made this gigantic mix minus setup that had skype zoom meet like you name it uh, it had probably a whole bunch of faders and in theory it was like the conference of conferences so what nexus lets you do is it lets you sort of create a virtual interface for each individual um, communications point that you want to use zoom etc and it lets you bring them in and out of pro tools um, in like through the Pro Tools mixer directly, so you have complete control of the the volume and what you send to who. Um, so as an engineer, you could do things like, hey, I have the talent on Source Connect. I have all the clients on Zoom. Zoom is talking to Source Connect. Blah blah blah. Now all of a sudden, the clients want to say a bunch of crappy stuff about the client, about the talent, so you can mute Zoom from going to the talent and they can say, Oh my God, this guy is terrible, and then say, Okay, let us talk to him again. And then they you open up the mic for the Zoom to go back to Source Connect and say, That was great. <laughs> whatever <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever disingenuous thing they want to say. Um, but it was just a way of essentially a way of cross-patching and introducing all these um other uh, communication points in and out of Pro Tools, or for that matter, any other workstation. Um, but we've expanded what Nexus does, um, and in fact, the Nexus Gateway—I um, I guess I can say it now—it's it's soon going to replace Source Connect now, and it's going to include video, and it's—we're it's, we, we're, going to start to get into the territory that's traditionally Zoom, so that you don't have to have so many things happening like separate companies and things going on at the same time you can handle it through one one company a little more cohesive setup essentially so Nexus is gonna not it's not just gonna have the plugin anymore it's gonna have a built-in router so some of that routing that you would do through Pro Tools mm-hmm. now you can do it just have it set up in your computer and have it static and you don't need to have Pro Tools launched to have that mixer because it had like Nexus will have a router um, and then we made some specific plugins which get a little bit more um, sort of geeky, but essentially the idea is to have one plugin that goes in Pro Tools. Instead of making you have a big template set up in Pro Tools, this one plugin has all these routes built into it so you don't have to figure out what you're doing. In a sense the original Nexus plugin was like the, uh, the Lego kit that wasn't built for you, and the new one is a little bit more
4: here it is built. So mm-hmm. so my question is should I wait or should I try to set up Nexus? I mean how I, I maybe you cannot tell me, but
3: <laughs> I
4: mean uh, my,
3: my, my answer would be oh Nexus is very easy to set up and, and once it's set up, it is very easy to use. So um, I would I would say that if you need the capability in my mind, given what you have, I think and George, you can, s- Tell me your piece, but I think Nexus
1: would be simpler once he has a template in Pro Tools. That's the key. Once you, if you're going to live in Pro Tools, if you do everything every day in Pro Tools, and you want to start from a session template in Pro Tools, then it is very easy because if it's pre-configured for you with everything where it needs to go, then it is that easy. Like you launch and. you have to launch Nexus or I can't remember Robert. It's that low? Well, the, the
3: new one, the new one's exactly what he wants because yeah. the new one has Nexus review, yeah. which review is exactly, you know, think of review as playback, review the take. So for, for his setup, he would just launch pro tools, make a record track, and he could throw Nexus review right on that record track. Or if he wanted to, he could make a master fader and throw it on the master fader. Um, And then whatever app he's using, um, Zoom or whatever, the input to that app would be to Nexus Chat, and the output from that app would be from Nexus Chat. And if you were asking me, I would say you'd want to use Nexus Gateway, which is sort of our version of Zoom, which in that case, you wouldn't even need to route anything because when you launch Nexus Gateway, it'll grab to Nexus Chat and from Nexus Chat and, and everything for you automatically. You don't have to select them in a third-party app, it sort of knows where it wants to go if you're using all of our our stuff, um, but it can certainly be used with any other, um, you know, Meet and Zoom and Skype, etc. Mm. So, so, so the I... new one, the new one with Nexus Review, which um, I, th- I think you can go to our website and there's a place where you can request early access. It's going to be out in the next month. Um, oh, but if not right now, the ne- the officially the Nexus IO plugin you need to build a little template within Pro Tools, which would effectively do exactly what the Nexus review plugin does. Um, And anybody who has Nexus will get the whole new suite of the router and the review plugin. And of course, Nexus IO, which is the version of Nexus that has been out for quite a while now, actually. Um, So, yeah, I I think that's the easier way if you're comfortable with Pro Tools. Um, And it's because the, the Apollo mixer, again, you can set up a, a, a template for it and everything, but when, when that template gets reset or people sort of get messed up and for some reason it's not the right template, it's a real head spinner, I think. Yeah. Or more so,
2: yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting going back to where we were ages ago, which is um, having a separate booth uh, where you don't have your computer uh, when we're talking about passport VO or anything for that matter, where you you know you need to have your fingers on the on the faders, which we don't do because we're in the booth. So it's just the you know the person and the microphone in there. Certainly adds another level of complexity to any of this kind of stuff. I'm thinking
4: now. I mean, a part of being a voiceover talent is to be a little bit technical. Yeah,
3: you're forced to. Yeah, I know. you're forced to. It's it's the, I, the I don't like the it a little to be bit. Honest. Is the key right? So, <laughs> I, I, I think the moment in time was 10 years ago when all the talent was like, oh, I have a setup at home and this is going to give me the leg up and I'm going to get more clients. And really, the move back then should have been, I have a setup at home, it's going to
2: cost extra. I, yeah. and no, yeah,
3: and I no talent went there. Yeah. And, you know, and do you know why, out?
2: Robert? And I, and I, this is my opinion. In fact, I was only talking about this last week. The problem was that one, well, particularly in this country, you couldn't tell anyone you had a home set up. Because if you were doing stuff, a lot of the stuff that we were doing was usually overseas or, you know, you managed to massage one client. But if any of the big commercial studios knew, they wouldn't book you. So everyone was very quiet about that. And, you you know, so you didn't want to be charging for it because immediately you put a, a fee on your studio. They're like, you're cutting our lunch. You're never coming in here again. So that was the problem. And then it kind of went from there. But also a lot of people who did set up, particularly after COVID, may not live in the city. And you kind of, then you start weighing up costs, real costs. So for me to drive into a commercial studio in Melbourne, it'll take me an hour and a half to get in and an hour and a half to get out. There's three hours gone, plus the session, which may go over 20 minutes. So. It's cost me nearly three and a half hours, at least, to do a twenty-minute session, and you kind of think, yeah. you know,
3: and and you'd have to do your laundry, right? Correct, <laughs> and theirs probably.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, and that that's when it becomes like, you know, okay, so it's petrol, wear and tear on your car, time, all those kind of things. What's that what's the value of that?
3: You yeah, know? it's like it's like you rather not charge for it because it like all that is worth more than whatever fee you could eke out of your studio, basically.
2: Yeah, I see that. But it did go kind of a bit differently when COVID did hit and there were people that were living down the coast here that didn't have a setup and they needed somewhere and that's when I was getting commercial studios calling me and saying, Can we can we hire your space for a talent to come in and do a source connect session? It's like, yeah, sure, and then I'd charge an appropriate oh, yeah. fee. But uh, that was the only time i bottle I'd ever of wine.
3: <laughs>
2: no, it's more than a bottle of wine. Trust me. <laughs> I did have that conversation well, with Robo actually, and said, you know, I feel a yeah. bit bad because I just sit for, here. For
3: some people, it'd be a cheap bottle of wine,
2: but for you, it was probably what like ten or twenty
0: bottles of wine. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Top shelf. Champagne Bollinger cost a fortune. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah the Bollinger. I'll do it for a case of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: I did actually get sponsored years ago by
1: Bollinger. This gives me another opportunity for a shameless plug. We, have On our team at Georgia Tech, we've got a bunch of techs like Robert himself. Um, we've got a lot of skill. And one of my guys on the team, um, if this might in some way be helpful or comforting, is uh trilingual he's Portuguese speaks fluent Spanish and English and you know we've been wanting to get him you know out there to other you know to help people that speak other languages natively because sometimes things connect easier when spoken yeah. in someone's native language hmm. so well it helps to be able to follow the script well exactly <laughs> yes I mean from a technical <laughs> perspective when you're being hmm. coached or technically supported, That can help. And um, his name's Umberto. Umberto Franco is on our team. And he also is an Apollo user as well. So he might be able to guide you in a smooth way into solving these issues via your own Apollo. Um, So there's another possible resource uh, for you. Mm.
3: We at George the Tech are all about you not needing our own engineers. We'll just teach you.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, pretty we, much. Well, right? we have both. We have we have technicians mm. to set you up. We have troubleshooting people. We have our hotline. Like Robert is on the hotline where you can call in and get emergency support. And then we also are, are doing virtual engineers and virtual producers where you can hire somebody to just run the session, so you don't have to. Oh, do very cool. So, well, that's a good to idea. Provide lots of different types of
2: services. Because so. the thing is, with all this, the way it's gone, it's like. It's like trying to read a book while driving your car. And that's what people expect at talent now. Yeah, it's a good analogy.
3: Right, because you, your head's not there. Your head's yeah, thinking about exactly. the levels. I mean, think about people doing video games and where the reads are really dynamic. And now you're worried about gain. And, and then if you mess it up, you get that. I don't, I don't know if this happens to you, but if you mess something up,
1: it kind of throws you mentally. Now you're thinking about that you just messed up three minutes ago. You mean if you mess something up technically? Like you botched the take, you you lost the file, whatever, whatever, Your head's not in the game.
3: Yeah, now you're thinking about that, your next take, you're not really putting the performance into it. Right. It's just a lot to throw at, at, an, at an actor. Really I was
0: going to say, and how would you feel if um, you lost but, the job because you're trying to do the technical side of things? If you lost the job completely because your mind's so off it. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you a story. Uh, that's exactly what happened to me. Um, I, I lost a gig with ESPN for... It was tennis, I think, um, that I had won through Abrams in uh, New York. That that I got booked through them f- to do this thing for ESPN. I came back to Australia, went to my because you kept on calling it
3: football, and it was really soccer,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I didn't have uh, ISDM, but I had Source Connect, and I said, "Can we use mm-hmm. Source Connect?" And they said, "No, we can't. We don't. We don't allow any computers t- talking to our computers." over the internet. <laughs> when was that? Because ESPN how was that? in SourceConnect <laughs> yeah. very early That's on. a long way like, ago. This is probably yeah. 12 years ago, I'm guessing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because... That's well. why we invented the bridging systems, right? That's why... Yeah. Like,
2: yep. You know, there was yeah. out of here... Yeah, just to
1: add more, more technicalities to <laughs> it. Yeah, so yeah. if you
2: can imagine trying to do a session holding a mobile phone to my one ear while I'm trying to take direction and read scripts, it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so that was a... Big fail. You
1: live in your. But it's not fair. It
2: wasn't fair on you know like it's not fair. No, I mean that's
1: the bottom line. Just it's not fair. I totally agree. It also means the product will suffer in many cases because you're just at that point you're just trying to pull off a session instead of having an incredibly great performance. Yeah.
3: And some some talent are just so into it that they're able to pull it off because they're you know they're just way into the gear anyways. And they're, they're even some of the talent, especially the talent that are also musicians, you know, yeah. they were there anyways with it. So some were
1: also it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
3: I mean, exactly. There's just within the engineering hat, there's so many sort of different angles of that hat. You know, are, are, are you the computer technician? Are you the audio engineer? Are you the it person? Cause those are all three sort of what were traditional, traditionally separate jobs. Within the studio. And now, even within the studios, Robbo can attest to this. He is the IT department. He's the tech. He's the engine. He's the audio engineer. You're, you, you know, just like the talent have to be everything for themselves. Everything is
2: getting like squeezed into smaller spaces. And so. Yeah, I can kind of see. Um, you, you remember Joe Cipriano? Well, you were, George, because I think you built it. But Joe Cipriano's um, studio he had set up in Bel Air, the one that looked like a radio studio.
3: Yeah, yeah. That was it somewhat, was yeah. a radio yeah, studio. Basically, basically, it was a radio yeah. studio.
2: So, and I, I, when I went over to his place and looked at that, and I thought, oh, that's a bit odd. I wouldn't be, you know, doing that. I'd pre- much prefer to have a booth and all this kind of stuff. But you can kind of see with the expectations now put on talent that really that's what, uh, home studios are going to end up looking like because you're going to have to have your hands on the tools while you're reading.
0: Well, some would say you guys already do have your hands on your tool while you're reading, let's be honest. <laughs> I <I'm>, know, uh, <laughs> I knew when I said that someone was going to react. This, this,
2: this is where <laughs> someone needs to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch the big knob.
1: <laughs> well, that was fun. Is it over?